Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Creator All-Stars. My name is Olivia. I'm joined by my co-host, Phil. Um, and today we are here with a really exciting episode. I am personally super hyped to have this guest on. Really quickly, background before that, if this is your first time joining us on Creator All-Stars, um, we are a call and original show that's all about inter- interviewing the most interesting content creators on the web. So think Etsy supersellers, YouTube superstars, some of the funniest people you've ever seen on TikTok, all of these people that sort of have developed this interesting online branding and storytelling and and really business online for themselves. We want to know how they got there, what their stories are, and what their secrets to success are. Um, and so today, I could not be more thrilled to introduce Caroline Banowitz. Uh, Caroline is a well, she's a call-in creator, first of all. Um, so, you know, one of the family. She is an actress, a comedian, a freelance creator. Um, she's had residencies at the Broadway Comedy Club, at the Greenwich Comedy Club. Um, she's been in commercials for brands like Pizza Hut and American Girl Doll. She's done um, some content creation for brands like Bloomingdale's and Starbucks. Her TikToks on the regular make me laugh out loud. Um, really one of the like brightest up and coming people sort of all across platforms. We're super lucky to have her here. Um, Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank wow, you so much for was, being here. Oh my gosh, Olivia. That was like, <laughs> like first, first and foremost, first off. Yeah. Number one, number one, I am calling creator too human. You know what I mean? Like number one, <laughs> like that's number one. Um, no, that is so, that is so kind of you. Um, uh, it, that is so sweet of you to say all those things. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, we're absolutely what, thrilled. Phil, what, I feel like I've been babbling. Phil, what, you want to chime in here? What an introduction. <laughs> how can we possibly follow that, Caroline? That's a great <laughs> introduction. Uh, yeah, we're thrilled to have you. And uh, really, w- w- everyone, I think, who is joining just wants to hear a little bit more about how you got started. Because uh, you certainly have a lot of very creative, funny resourceful approaches to your content, you know, maybe just give us a little introduction. Yeah. So, um, I went to, wow, I don't even know how to get started. I guess I went to school for music. So I'm so sorry. I'm dog sitting. So you might hear a little puppy. Um, that's amazing. I love that even more. Oh, I I love, he's like, honestly, (laughs) like a hot dog. Like you're like, this might be weird, but you see him and you're like, "Mm, that dog is way too hot. Um, he's gorgeous. Um, (laughs) I, I, um, so I went to school for music um, and that led to like New York city. I wanted it to be like on Broadway. Um, that was the dreams. And um, when I got here, I felt just like this complete inability to get to be creative. And I saw other people who, you know, I, rem- I remember like, wa- this is like, I tell a story all the time, but I, I was walking in times square and I saw a big billboard for Erica Jane in, uh, Chicago. And I, I didn't even know who Erica Jane was. Um, so I, I looked her up on Google and she's a housewife. And I remember thinking like, oh my goodness, like you really have to like, you know, make a name for yourself to like do anything. Like, I don't want to wait until someone deems me good enough to get to be creative and get to like sing and do stuff. So then COVID happened and I was like, um, okay, I really want to be creative. And I had like 
like talked to or like dated or been friends with like a bunch of guys like literally i can like think of five who off the top of my head who are like oh i always think i should do stand-up like i'd be really great at stand-up like people tell me i'm so funny and i was just kind of like maybe one of those like hater that like men suck things where i was like um yeah you guys say that but you're too scared and i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna do it and also like i had so much time and was bored during covid and like i love this energy yeah, I, I love was like, this energy. Okay, whatever. Um, you guys can keep talking about it. I'm gonna go do it. And then I ended up like kind of getting addicted to the rejection. I just wanted to prove <laughs> to people I was funny. Yeah, it was like it was like when you're like those like people who like aren't interested in you and it makes you more interested in them. That's like mm-hmm. how it kind of felt. And then I started like I met a lot of people like um our our mutual friend Jack and like mm-hmm. other people who were like also making videos. And then it just kind of became, it kind of becomes like a sorority or a fraternity of sense because it's like everyone knows each other, even if you're not really friends. And it's just like what you do. Like every night you like go to a show or, you know, go to go do it somewhere. So um, I'm not like the most even like connected or been doing it the longest time, but it's almost just like this, the content creating or the music um, in New York City or the comedy in New York City. It's just like you're so, there's always something to do. So um, it's kept me really, really, really busy and I've enjoyed it all. I think that's wonderful. And I think that's so true. And I, I, you're so right talking about sort of our mutual friend, Jack, like that, community aspect of it is is so real um but i want to sort of back up for a second rewind for you know those those people who are you know just meeting you now um have you always been interested in comedy and acting and performing like how how did you come into your passion for that i think in my head i was um but i i wasn't outwardly like i think that if we could go back to the beginning of high school or the beginning of like middle school and ask my parents, they'd be like, what? No. Um, I remember when I was like a kid, I used to tell my parents like, I'm going to be a lawyer. Um, I could never. Oh my gosh. Oh my um, God. That's <laughs> such a vibe change. <laughs> I was reading. I mean, um, uh, like, so I, um, I always loved to sing, but like just to myself, like I had really bad stage right. So I think the first time I sang in front of my parents was like in high school and um i just knew i loved music i played piano growing up and so i finally like was like okay i it was like a it was like a disney movie um where like they're like this is what i was meant to do mom and dad you just don't get me and my parents were like no that's cool like if you want to like sing like that's okay like i don't know why it was such a big deal for me um so i um yeah i guess i i wouldn't say i started later in life not late in life but like later than most i think a lot of people grow up knowing what they want to do. And I guess I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I, I didn't outwardly explain it to anyone around me. It's just me. So, um, uh, yeah. So f- finally, right before college, um, I told my parents that I wanted to like perform and then I went to school for it. And then I got here and then, you know, New York city just, it opened so many doors, not necessarily like opportunities, but more of like, where else in the city can you perform comedy and music in the same night? when you've never done it before, you know what I mean? Or like go meet like people, like there's just so many people to meet an opportunity. I guess. Yeah, Definitely. it is opportunities. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and your, your content and your commentary really is reflective of New York. And I think being from outside the city has probably given you a better perspective on New York than others that might've grown up there. And uh, I, I, I'm sure that has occurred to you that you ever are trying to find a unique voice in commenting on what it's like to be a Gen Z in New York, making it uh, in this sort of post-COVID era? Yeah, definitely. I think um, 
the New York comment is so interesting. Um, remind me, Philip, are you from New York? So originally from the East Coast, yes, uh, Boston, and then upstate New York, and then lived in New York City for a while, and then now on the West Coast. And so it definitely colors my perspective as I look at California folks and what it's like being in Silicon Valley or in Hollywood. But it seems like maybe the same has happened to you coming from Texas and then going to college in Oklahoma and then coming to New York. You really see the city for all its unique aspects, I, I think. Or is how do you approach uh, finding comedy in New York, uh, given, yeah. given your, your background and attitude and style? Well, I think... Yeah, that's so interesting you say that. Well, my dad is from Philly, so I do I think mm. I do think I have and my family's so that half of the family's all East Coast, so I do think I had like East Coast in my blood even though I was so southern and from the south and my mother's Midwestern, so I had like a lot of Midwest. We were closer to her family growing up. Um so I do think that like I'm I'm not like I wasn't comfortable with the East Coast, but like I had it in me, I guess. Um and I have so many friends now, like there's so many comedians who grew up in like Long Island or are from New York. And I, some of my closest friends, um, are from like, you know, grew up on the Upper East Side or grew up in Brooklyn or grew up in Long Island. And, um, they have almost like this adventurous thing about them. Like they just like, they're all like kind of Swiss army knives. Like they all like, you know, ha- they go skiing and they go surfing and they just like, you know, they have like a lot of, and they're, they're straightforward and they've got, I don't know, they've already developed it. So then I think the people who move here and are kind of almost meant to be here or like plan on being here for a long time, you develop that same sense, but it's like, you're aware of it. Like, I think that they're not aware that they have this like cool New York superpower and I'm aware of it because I I grew it, you know what I mean? Um, but I definitely feel like a very, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I belong, but it definitely like you see things and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so New York. Like if yeah. you're not from here. Yeah. And you don't want to lose that perspective, that ability to comment and find funny things about this. Here's a question, which is you really uh, did a great job of talking about the struggle and the challenge and, and mentioning that rejection, having fueled some motivation when did you start to feel more confident? Because some of your first, just to recap some stats, you're at almost 50,000 followers on TikTok, almost 13,000 across Instagram. So uh, you are performing regularly stand up, uh, as uh, Olivia mentioned. Uh, so that's great. When did you start to gain more confidence? And what sort of content started to find the most traction for you as you were launching and and growing as a performer? I think with the confidence, I think it comes and goes because personally, like I'm feeling like a lack of it. They have a big, so honest, like I feel a lack of it right now because I'm not like getting as many followers a week as I was. However, like I'm getting reached out by some awesome companies and having some awesome like job prospects or even just like opportunities with like, you know, like every week it seems like I'm having like almost something that I would have, you know, only thought of like years ago. So I I do think that, you know, although the confidence, you know, although the confidence is low, sometimes it doesn't mean that the progress isn't there. Um, But I will say I had a video on Instagram 
I, okay, I had one on Instagram and one on TikTok. I had a video on Instagram. It's like a reality TV show video where my sister smells the candle. And that all of a sudden got like a million views. And I remember just being like, that's so interesting that I have a million views on that that video. Like, that's so crazy. That, and then the next week, I had hilarious, like- That was hilarious, by the way. Oh, I, thank you. And like then the next week I had like- Every day I looked at my phone, I had 2,000 more followers. And then the one on TikTok was a chicken video. I made a chicken video and I just like every time I looked, my, oh, sorry, the doggies, they, I don't know if you're going to hear that. Um, even, the, even they like the chicken video. I yeah. Think. We, we have one dog who, I just moved in with my sister and um, our friend. So like we have, I have more pets now than I did before. And um, the one is like a little drama queen. Um, Love that. <laughs> like squeals like as if dying but like just for attention so mm, it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like a little fun heart attack every once in a while honestly um, mood <laughs> yeah no seriously like you have you have to get people's attention like that's how you do it <laughs> um so yeah anyways it was like you know i i really think that i really think that like you know people talk about the algorithms and things like that and it's like i think you just have to make things and not care what anyone thinks and just hope that people value your value the same way you do. I mean, I think that's so like, that's such sort of like the behind the scenes look of like being a content creator and, and sort of, you know, you talk about sort of like the dark sides of social media and whatnot of there's always these, these like exciting periods of growth if you're lucky enough to have it. But then it's like, as anything goes, there's always ebbs and flows and there's, you know, like some things are going to hit more for whatever reason or not. And it's, I think it's sort of exactly what you're saying, you know, how do you, continue to to see your own value and and continue to know your own value and know that you're funny and know that you're good at this even if there are certain times that you know the confidence might waver and like that's just life and that's just like normal and i and i think sort of a big part of that which is you know going to lead me into my next question is you know just as much as you're sort of seeing like the downswings or or maybe periods of like less you know less momentum in a way you've got to make sure you're celebrating the wins and the little victories and like really just giving yourself a moment to like be proud of yourself and be like, you know what, like that stuck, that landed. I really liked that. And, and I'm going to take that as a win. Um, and so sort of going off of that so far, you know, you're young, you're, you're sort of just starting out with it, but what have you done so far in your career as a content creator that you are, are most proud of and, and, you know, most sort of can point to that and be like, yeah, I rock. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited that I was able to do that. Um, I think, okay, well, oh my gosh, I just have so much to say. I'm so say sorry. it all. Give it, give it all to us. Um, well, another, okay. Well, with what you were just saying, I just think that like, you have to just not be embarrassed about anything. And like, once you get embarrassed, like you're stopping your own momentum. And then also with like momentum, I think it's hard because we have numbers, like, you know, we have followers, we have likes and like, we equal, we like put that as like, Oh, that's how much I'm worth right now. But in reality, like, you know, there's people who have, it's not equal. Like you're getting, I was getting more, I, you know, more opportunities. I like, even when I lose some followers, I'm like, Oh, well, I still have like more opportunities than I did a month ago when I had a little bit more followers. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, it's hard. It's like tempting for us to be like that. Now we're doing good. But in reality, it's like, those things are like, kind of like, inaccurate always but yeah um, you have to have like your own internal gauge sort of yes. like you can't rely on the numbers because then you're just you know that's it's not sustainable like that 
Yes. Yeah. I have like a friend who taught me like this number scale thing where it was like, if you go to an, you know, if you do a show in New York city, like a comedy show, you get a three. If you make a video, you get a two. Um, if you, you know, book a job, you get this. If you have an audition for a television, you get that number. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the week, you have to make 15 or something like that. And Mm. it's like, that way you're not going off of like something that's like, so, you know, like that way, you know, you're making momentum without it being like, so reliant on other people and if they're going to double tap to like, or something. Exactly. So, but, um, uh, anyways, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I can't even remember the question. <laughs> That's okay. No, I just talking about like what, what you're proud of, you know, like, is it, oh, yes. is it sort of like week by week, like when you're making that 15, the way that your friend says, or, or just like, how do you, how do you, what are, what are things that you're proud of and how do you celebrate those wins too? I think I'm really proud of the fact that like, I've like taught myself how to make things. Like I, I definitely think that I wasn't, I think I was born, uh, playful but not necessarily funny and I think people who knew me in high school or college like might not even say I was that funny um and I think I I grew it I think like I had like a seed in my personality and I like nurtured it and so I'm thankful for that and like I'm thankful I taught myself how to like record music and I'm thankful for um like those things like those maybe just sound like personal growth things um but I also like I remember Cosmopolitan reposted a TikTok of mine like the magazine just being like okay, that's, that's cool. Like I remember Chrissy Teigen reposted something, um, a bunch of different people. And also like when Bloomingdale's reached out and asked me to make a video for them, like, just like when there was like validation from not my peers and like, not even like people around me per se, but like corporations or, you know what I mean? Like that, that was very nice. (laughs) Oh, that it's amazing to, I mean, not just Bloomingdale's, but also I think you mentioned Starbucks, Pizza Hut, American Girl Doll. Uh, those are some good brands. And wh- when they reach out to you, what do they typically ask or what are they most interest- interested in working with you on? Um, they usually like send me like, hey, would you be interested in making a TikTok or a video for us? And then my response is always, um, yeah, what's the rate? Um <laughs> <laughs> Of course. And then know your worth. Know yeah, your worth. <laughs> when it's like those companies, like it's like, you know, always so absolutely a thousand percent worth worth it. Um and then like we just have like a meeting, like uh usually like only one or two meetings um like in Microsoft workplace or whatever. And um just like talk about like what they're looking for, like what they're like some of them have like are very specific about like fonts and like type of videos and obviously node logos and things like that. And then, you know, you deliver them a video. They they almost always give you massive free reign. Like um like they want you to they like your content. So they want you to get to be creative. So that's really nice that they give you so much freedom and then um you send it back and you come to a conclusion on how the video should look after like a few back and forth. And, um, then the direct deposit hits and, um, it's all good. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, I know when you sent us, uh, your bio, you use the phrase creatively employed, which I know is definitely part of the struggle, but I was really impressed with just some of the great themes you seem to have hit on. So it seems like New York city related, uh, observations and commentary, dating related, 
reality show. I think it's uh, you've gotten amazing traction with some of this the, this great sort of tongue in cheek reality show observations and that creative employment aspect. Uh, it seems like there's some definite themes and focus areas. Uh, is that intentional or is that just because that's what you know and what you enjoy digging in on? Um, I, I, I think like, um, and I'm sorry if this was maybe something coming up, but I, I know that I'd mentioned to you guys that like, I don't really have like a creative process. It just kind of pops into my brain. I don't think I really need to think about things or come up with ideas. I think I have more ideas than like time to actually make things or, um, abilities to produce things. And so I, I think when it's like, Oh, how'd you come up with that? Or why is it like that? It's like, I, I'm like a slave to whatever comes into the brain. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm the paintbrush and someone it sounds like very religious the way I'm saying this, but it's <laughs> not, um, I'm, it's like, it's you great. know what I mean? Like I'm, we're the can, I'm the canvas and all of this. And like, someone's dropping the ideas and I'm just supposed to go do them. Cause I don't, I don't really feel like that much control over it. And I also don't really feel, I mean, they have a lot to do with my personality for sure. Like there's a video I made where um, I'm saying like, you know, my doctor said I was depressed, but if I was depressed, could I dance like this? And I like did like, I hit the Quan, which is like a popular dance from like t 2014. Yes. Um, and like, v that it was very clever. Yeah. And it definitely, well, it definitely spurred from the fact that like, I was absolutely a thousand percent depressed that night. Um, and that whole week. And I was like, I don't know why, maybe trying to think of something to like get a little happier, brighten my day. And like, I thought of hit the quan and it's like okay well that definitely makes sense it has to do with my personality it has to do with the way i was feeling but i didn't like think about it you know what i mean like i need to make a video what would it be if that makes sense yeah i mean it, it was it's a very honest video and to that point uh to offer some real you know encouragement you're definitely not alone that and and i think some of your videos have resonated quite a bit because you're speaking to that challenge that concern and uh so keep keep that up and and that i think is is producing a video like that and sharing that does how do you feel when you see the response and you're able to get something out that actually addresses a challenge or concern that you have i think you're definitely giving me too much credit because when you watch it you'll be like this girl psycho um but <laughs> i think that there's a little bit of like fear of people I know, not people I don't know. I don't care what any, I don't care what they think, but the people, you know, maybe being like, okay, weird. Um, but, um, and then I, I also think sometimes when I go, th if I go through and read the comments, which I don't really always do, there'll be people being like, oh, you don't, you don't really struggle with things because if you struggled with things, you wouldn't be able to joke about it or you wouldn't be able to, you know what I mean? Like make this video if you were really depressed or something like that. And it's like, I, I think, you know, the reality is, is like, all I have to do is get the idea off my back and make it and post it. And like, you know, if by doing that, people can giggle about how they feel or if they can, you know, f feel a little, uh, I don't want to say like, under it sounds like so, I sound lame. I feel like I'm lame for being like, if they can feel heard and seen, like I feel a little silly, but like, if they can feel like if, if that, if they feel good from that, then it's like, okay, I'm doing what I have to do because I just, I'm my only job here is to get the idea out of my head and mm -hmm. on, 
maybe to the internet or onto the piece of paper. Um, and like, if anyone responds after that in a great way, then I'm so happy and like absolutely hit the follow button. Like we're besties. And if you feel a different way, then like, that's okay. Cause this wasn't about, this was really, it was always about me. So um, yeah. you're, good to go. you're like, it's like, if you don't like this, that's fine. Just like you're don't dismissed. interact with it. Yeah. But I think that that sort of brings up an interesting point that I, you know, would love to sort of hear you, you know, I feel like you sort of touched on it, but like, you know, as a creator and like as a content creator and as a comedian and, you know, you sort of this idea of like testing out material and like working with the audience energy. It's like, what is the balance between, you know, exactly sort of what you're saying? Like, this is for me. This is my content. If you're not vibing with it, you can go, you know, follow other pages or something. What is the balance of having that sort of independence and confidence in yourself with also, you know, in some ways, like as a performer, so much of, of your job and your performance does also have to sort of be reacting out of uh, off of audience energy and off of sort of what they're responding to. Like, how do you how do you personally find that balance? Yeah, I think I think there we're talking about two different things. As in, if I'm trying to like who's who's the boss here? Like, if I get hired to act in a television show. I'm an employee to the director and I'm going to try to make this director happy. Um, but if we're like on the internet, I, I definitely see where it's like, yeah, you want to please the crowd. You want to please people. You want to get more likes, but it's already so confusing on how to get that anyways. And like, you know, one of my best videos is me yelling at rats where it's like, I made other videos that I thought were going to be like hilarious and so topical and like, you know, like just so, so viral, you know what I mean? That it's like, I'm, I'm the only boss here. You know what I mean? I think, I think that that's the only way to really feel. I, um, you know, a year ago I made this video called like, it was a song and it was like called what race is Ariana Grande? Because there was like, some controversy that she stopped tanning and that she was like black fishing. Like they were, there was like all these people saying these things about her. And I just like made a joke about it, like, and made like a ballad where like some of like the jokes, it was, it was so obviously a joke. Like there's no way to even take it wrong. Um, but some of the Ariana Grande fans were like, like our Ariana underscore Grande underscore fan underscore heart, like was after me um and i remember being like oh should i take this this video down i don't want to make anyone upset like even though they're just super fans and like they don't you know i don't want to make anyone upset and then i was watching it i like thought of it and i went back to it like a, a week ago and i was like oh i don't care what anyone on here is saying like if i'm as long as i'm not hurting anyone's feelings like if anyone was genuinely hurt and felt like i was doing something or making fun of them in a way that was painful. That's different. But like, this is like, there's joke. I'm just joking about a spray tan that went wrong. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's interesting. I, I, Cause I feel like that's such a sort of like the reality of living in a time where social media is so prevalent and everywhere. And, and I remember I was having this conversation with, with one of my friends of sort of this idea that you know, anyone sort of has a voice and can express their opinion and their feelings and their emotions and, and reactions to different things. And like, I think in itself, that's sort of a wonderful thing. You know, like, I think the idea of people being able to express themselves, like, you know, how can that be a bad thing? But there's always this idea of, you know, swinging too far or like, when does it become unproductive? And when does it become harmful? And when does it become like, 
I hesitate to throw this word out, but like toxic, honestly, Definitely. it's like, it's like how it's such a, it's such an interesting balance to, to have to, to have to sort of navigate. And I think you sort of hit it the nail on the head with it when you were saying earlier of like, it's a situation by situation, you know, like that- you can't sort of have a catch all for everything. It's very much like, what is the nuance of this specific situation? Like, where am I coming from? Where is this person coming from? What is the content and the context behind it? And it can be exhausting, honestly. And definitely asking, like, want to ask you about that burnout and like being on social media all the time. How do you deal with that? How do you, because I know sometimes I spend too much time just scrolling or posting or publicizing and I just, I'm exhausted and I feel overwhelmed with it. So how do you, when it's so central to sort of your, your career and your persona, how do you deal with that? Well, I think you and me both work on a computer, um, mostly at home, yeah. I'm guessing, and and are online all day for work. So I think that that is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I like, honestly, if you ever need to go to a coffee shop or something, like for lunch to like look in someone's eyes. Yeah. Like I definitely feel that need to, I definitely get where you're coming from. If you ever want to do that. Um, yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's meet up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll text you after this. <laughs> um, but I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. Um, I think that with like, I, I think like going back to like people and people pleasing, there's a difference between people pleasing and like growing. Like there's a difference between me n- not, like if I took that video down, it would be because of what I was worried about what other people were saying of me, because I know, I know that like what I said was, not, I mean, anyone can be offended by anything, but also like anyone can be offended by anything, but also like you can be very insensitive to different people and different like people groups and like, you know what I mean? Especially in this day and age, like everyone online can say anything they want and you can really hurt people's feelings. Like people really hurt my feelings. Um, and so like, there's a difference between I post me posting a video and someone commenting it and me going to a trusted friend or going to like my sister or something and asking them and then being like, yeah, actually that was kind of not cool. And me taking the video down and then like maybe watching a few, you know, educating myself on what I did wrong. Yeah. And, like, becoming empathetic. And I think, I think obviously a lot of people were doing that during COVID. Um, tons of people were doing that during COVID with like, um, I believe it was in 2020, it was in 2020, 2020, summer 2020 with all of like the Black Lives Matter. Like, mm-hmm. like literally all, everyone was doing that. They were like, well, we really messed up. Let's go educate ourselves. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like you can't get better if you don't. Um, however, there's other times where it's like, oh, I just like, don't, I just want to I just want to make everyone happy. Like, I don't want to, I don't even want to make it. I don't know. I just want everyone. I want everyone to love me. No one's not. Everyone's going to love you. You can't have everyone love you. And mm-hmm. you, you're sacrificing something else by having everyone love you. So it's not worth it. Um, totally. Everyone, like if no, everyone has to feel strongly, you know what I mean? So if you want people to love you, other people are going to hate you. Um, it's the only way to go. Um, but I definitely have had a lot of people hurt my feelings on the internet, especially. And this is, I don't know. This is like a whole nother topic, but like being a woman, like people say things about your body that you never, mm-hmm. ever, I never said anything about my body. Yeah. You're the one bringing it in. Um, and I've had You're like, where of- did this come from? Yes. Like, this was not on the table in the slightest. Like I made yeah. a funny video. Yeah. Why are you telling me what worked? I need to get done. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I actually like, I actually like let something bother me the other day, yesterday. And I decided last night I was like, you know what? 
I'm good with this. I was good with this before anyone pointed out the apparently massive blatant flaws in my body. And I'm going to be cool with it moving forward. Like I'm done. I'm, this is not, this discussion's closed. I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm not going to entertain anymore. When someone comments anything, I'm not even going to comment back. I'm done. Completely done entertaining this, this conversation. Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of reminds me of, I don't know where, I think I was in college or something and we were doing like guidelines for class discussions and there's sort of this, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever done this before, if anyone in the audience sort of has done this, but this is a very like classic college thing to do. Um, but it was sort of this idea of, you know, and setting guidelines for, you know, how we're going to interact with each other and, and, you know, operate in a space. There was a balance between, you know, assume best intentions from people, um, but also own your impact. And so I think that sort of those two together was always something that like really, really struck me nicely. And really that that is something that I always try to live by of like, you know, if someone and especially like, I feel like this might be might be appropriate for comedy and, and, you know, like trying out different material like this. It's like, you know, assume that or you can try and assume that if you like know a person or you're somewhat familiar with their work, it's like they're not trying to hurt anyone and they're not trying to, you know, like be offensive or, 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 you know, be harmful in any sort of way. But also knowing that like if they ever do sort of cross that line, you know, are they willing to put in the work? Are they willing to educate themselves? Are they willing to be like, you know what, that was my bad that was too far. That was, you know, a little bit ignorant. These are the steps that I've taken. I'm owning my impact that like my video and my voice and my content might've had in the larger environment. This is what I'm doing. This is how it won't happen again. You know? So I think there's sort of this idea of it's a process that it goes together and it's really just a matter of, it has to come from a place of care and it has to come from a place of, you know, forgiveness and and wanting the best for people and and just like needing to put in that effort definitely i think like we also talk about comedians a lot about that but like Mm -hmm. there's also like i mean i hate to call out people because i mean they're celebrities i'll never know but um (laughs) but like like tyra banks for example like the Mm -hmm. things in america's next top model all you have to search is america's next oh god yeah and you will be shocked and like she wasn't a comedian she wasn't necessarily she was a content creator for sure but like not in the sense we know it um and she can apologize and grow and learn or like Mm -hmm. um the i don't know her name but the woman who does like the style review who said some like terrible things in the past about like zendaya's hair and things like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. juliana juliana yeah yeah she's not necessarily a content creator or comedian and she did something bad and she i know she apologized and like i don't follow her or anything like that but like you know she has to be given that same thing so i think it's like i think so many people talk about comedians just because they're always like having a take on something and there's like really no way to please everyone with comedy so like bound to like have someone be upset like i know when i i made this chicken video and in the chicken video i say lay a couple of eggs um a night and i'm not ready to be a mom yet so in the morning i go and put my eggs in the freezer and i put literal eggs in the freezer like eggs to be made Mm -hmm. um and there were comments on it of women being like this isn't a joke like like fertility is really hard and i deal Mm -hmm. with i'm like what i'm like i'm wearing a chicken mask yeah like you know what i mean like i i know that like i i don't necessarily i i feel for those women so terribly but like it was never even in like my wildest dreams that I would think that that would have been offensive and so like I think there's definitely like a line but like you know if I if I did look back on it and everyone around me was like yeah actually not cool you shouldn't have done that with the eggs I would be like 
okay, I'm going to definitely take this video down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might DM these people if it makes me feel, you know, or like, you know, like I, I definitely think like, it's funny because we talk about comedians, but it's like, we all have to do this. Like we all have to like, true something insensitive so to our true. friends. Like mm-hmm. we have to like apologize and like mm-hmm. get better or like, you know what I mean? Or like, we like, I like motivational speakers. I don't know. Everyone, like everyone, job, if you're job. communicating, if you're talking to anyone, like in the world, like everyone's got to do this. Even yeah, if you're it's... just commenting on people's things, like yeah. it's just bad. I don't know. Well, and I think that that's exactly why, for example, a lot of comedians today won't perform on college campuses. You're really speaking to, there is a sensitivity uh, there's a, you know, everyone has talked about cancel culture and, uh, but there's gotta be a balance because, uh, the, the, there is sort of wokeness, there's too much wokeness and there's a fine line and, and folks of, uh, it's really tough to be a comedian in 2022, given this, uh, and on that, do you, are there some comedians that you love that have inspired you, whether they're female comedians or others that have sort of motivated you? I know there's, you know, Whitney Cummings and Sarah Silverman, and they've had to deal with, you know, some of these same issues as well, uh, despite the fact that they're quite well established. Yeah, I, I mean, all of those women, all of all of the above. Um, I absolutely love. I think that they've all inspired me for different reasons. I think Michelle Wolf. Mm-hmm. inspires me because she started around my age and she does not subscribe at all to like, you have to be famous before you're like 25. Like she's like, she's like, no, like she's like become successful later. I don't know. I just love her. I like her outlook on life. And I think her jokes are fantastic. She's great. Um, no, she's great. And I think Chelsea Handler's great for different reasons. I think she's such a great person to follow, read all her books. And like, um, I, I really love that Chelsea Handler, like, she did a commencement speech for the class of 2020 that didn't get to graduate. It's like on, um, it's, it's on the internet. You'll find it. But she says something about like, um, how, you know, the best gift you can ever give is investing in yourself and like going to therapy and figuring yourself out. And I think like the one that's like, okay, well, there's uh, so many that are like, so w- what it really is for me too, is it's Mindy Kaling and it's like, it's Amy Poehler, it's Tina Fey, like Mindy Kaling, like you need to, you guys all need to look up her commencement, commencement speech to Dartmouth, where she talks about how like you can make this list for your life and all of the things that you want. But she said that she made a big list of all the things she wanted and she only did one of them. Um, and at the end of the day, she was like, you know what? I'm really proud of that one thing I did. And I'm really happy about what happened. And then she like ends it with, you know, next time you see someone doing exactly what you think you want, why not just ask yourself, why not me? And it's like, yeah, why not me? Like, why can't I do it? It could be, it has to be someone. Why not me? It, um, that was a great spit. 2018, I think. Commencement. So yeah, really. She, she's amazing. And her sense of humor is really sharp. I, I, uh, I think that is a great speech for anyone who hasn't seen it. Just Google Mindy Kaling Dartmouth 2018. It's, it's really worth watching. Yeah, going going off of that, Caroline. um, Well, first of all, I just want to, you know, give a little reminder to people in our audience. um, If you have a question you want to ask Caroline, if you want to chime into the conversation, feel free to hit the little um, phone icon in the bottom right hand corner of your screen. You'll join the caller queue. um, We'd be happy to hear from you. So just, you know, wanted to put that out there again. 
but in the meantime, Caroline, back to you. And I, I think, I think I really enjoy talking to you sort of, obviously this conversation is great, but I think I, I very much relate to you. Like, I think we're similar ages, you know, we've got sort of the young, you know, creative people living in New York and, you know, something I, I want to get your take on and this idea of like having to accomplish everything before you're 25 and whatnot. Um, cause I very much have this sort of insecurity of like, you know, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough quickly enough? Am I going to be, end up being successful? Like, am I going to be able to like look back on my life and be happy and, and think that I did all the things that I wanted to and could do and had the potential to do, you know, like all sort of yeah. this rhetoric clanging around in my head of like, I'm running out of time to like, you know, do what I want to do and do what I can do and live it up to my potential. Like, definitely. Do you feel that? How do you oh, deal I with that? It might be like the biggest thing I struggle with currently. Like, yeah. it's just like feeling like I'm out of time. To yes. Done. And I, I saw like, I just saw a clip of it. I didn't listen to it, but I found on like, like tanks posted like a clip on TikTok of her and Bethany Frankel and Bethany Frankel says like, when I was 37, I thought I was so old and mm -hmm. like I was done. And now I look back and I'm like, 37 a child. Mm -hmm. And then she says that when she looked like, she just said it kept happening. And I, I can relate to that already a little bit in life. I felt like when I was 18, I was old. I felt like when I was 22, I was old. Yep. Um, Every birthday I have, honestly, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. And it's like, it's ridiculous. Like I'm 24. Like I, it's yes. like, I know logically I'm young, but it, it, I don't know if it's like, the way that society is functioning or, you know, yeah. talk about women or whatnot, but there's this idea of like the clock is ticking. Well, I think number one, you don't, I think that someone, okay, I hate to say this cause I love her music, but like something that makes me feel that way is Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. And here's the deal. Mm. I don't have to watch one Olivia Rodrigo interview. Mm. I don't, I don't have to do it. I don't have to watch her documentary. I don't have to watch people talk about how young she is. Like I can completely shut that out of my brain and I can focus on other people or just myself. Like I can like listen instead of like watching a documentary about how she's so young and so successful. I could listen to a Ted talk about how like you're defining decade or something like that. So I think like number one, it's like we fill ourselves with that probably mm. because we're like maybe achiever type people. We're like yeah. listening to things that are like, you're running out of time, <laughs> um, which might affect things. And w when it's like, you could still achieve things by just like listening to different Ted talks. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think the second thing is in New York city is a little bit like that. I think the internet's a little bit like that, but I also think um, we neglect so many other stories like Tina Turner's biggest hits coming out in her forties mm. or, uh, Lucy Ricardo. I love Lucy came out when she was in her forties mm -hmm. or, I mean, even just like, like I said, Bethany Frankel or, yeah. um, you know, Viola Davis, like, Oh, she got, yes. you know, like Tiffany Haddish, mm -hmm. um, Tiffany Haddish wasn't like in her forties, but like, she's not, she was not, she's not like a 20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, even just like Leslie, um, Leslie Jones. I love Leslie Jones. Mm -hmm. And like, she got SNL at like 45 or, yeah. you know, like, I just think that a lot of it's, it's hard. Um, I think it's like the pop stars do that to us. Cheryl Crow's first album came out when she was 30. Um, Jay-Z's first album came out when he was like 28, I think. I don't mm -hmm. know for sure, but like, there's like, if you Google it, you'll find like this list that's like goes around the internet every once so every, um, so often, but it's like Harrison Ford got his big break at 32. Yep. Um, Naomi like Watts. exactly. Mm. So I think that I think I hate to say this because I struggle, like I I'm saying all this, but like, it's only because I struggle with this daily. And mm -hmm. so I'm like constantly trying to fill my brain with things that will keep me going and not feel like such a loser. But, um, uh, but 
we're definitely not alone. And also like, we kind of do it to ourselves. Like mm. we, every, like, I feel like our brains with like, like, um, I almost said Scientology, LOL, but with like, neurology, <laughs> with, ne- with neurology, we were watching a Scientology documentary earlier, but with neurology, um, like you can really change your brain and you can really like make it flexible and think the way you want, think positive thoughts. So it's like, in reality, like every time I watch these things and feel bad, why don't I just read that little screenshot that thing and make it my phone background and read it when I re- mm. think about that. You know what I mean? So I think we have, we have some work to do, to be honest. Yeah. But I definitely relate to you. And I definitely think that it's the internet and like, they do it to us. I, they, Disney channel, like Disney channel, Disney doing channel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Disney channel. <laughs> it's like all like the 15 year old stars. And it's like, well, that's it. I missed and my window. So like, <laughs> too. like, like yeah. 15. It's like, I looked like I did not look like that when I was 15. And like, I don't understand why all these like 15 year olds are like more fashionable, like better makeup, better hair and sort of all well, that jazz. I will it. say though, we look younger. So <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we, we've got some wins. <laughs> you know, it's uh, there was a movie that came out about Jonathan Larson, Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm, Have you had a chance mm-hmm. to see that? Caroline I need to. I need to. I- I, yeah. my therapist actually told me to watch it, but I, I've been, oh, in, it's so good. I've been in rent before. So like, I know, I know him. Well. <gasps> oh, Who great. were you in rent Caroline? Okay. Well, actually, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I am going to tell okay. you but first. I'm going to tell you cause it's more exciting, but in okay. college I was in rent. I played, um, like one of the ensemble, like uh-huh. one of like Marines background singers and like cool. one of, one of like, like, like the druggy girlies. Like, yeah. But then when I moved to New York, I actually, I didn't obviously get it, but I got called back for a Marine <gasps> for like, no way. Five, like the national tour or like, yeah. And it was oh like, my God. it didn't work out. And like the person they picked was like, obviously the right choice, but like, it was like good for my ego. Yeah. Okay. Talk about like taking the wins. Like, even though yes. that's like, that is a huge win that like you had no that pay callbacks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a little bit of an L, but it's like an emotional win, you know, like that, like Definitely. someone was like, she's talented. She could do this. Ultimately we went in another direction, but like Maureen is no joke either. Like that is not no, an and it easy was like, role. They called me in from they saw me at like some random thing and they called me in. I didn't have an agent yet. And like, it was like, it was definitely like very flattering. Then they had me come back. Then like, you know, it was, it was a great, like that, it was, it was a great experience. And like, also like, if nothing else, like how cool, like it took, like mm. I, I'm obviously bragging about it right now. Like it was, it was like, you should, an, that an should honor. be like your fun fact. Like be anyone like first date, all that jazz be like, Yeah. All that jazz. I got called back from Marie National Day. Um, all that jazz. I say that all the time. <laughs> the, the musical theater references. I love yeah. it. I, 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 you can ask Phil. I say it all the time yes. in a professional context. It's really bad. <laughs> she does. She does. Well, definitely watch Tick, Tick, Boom. Really, Jonathan Larson, the, his story is amazing. He was so depressed, about to turn 30 and extremely frustrated with where he was and how challenging everything was and trying to get uh, his first uh, musical suburbia to really uh, get traction. And of course, he put years, like five plus years into that musical and then was told, okay, great job. This will never work. Now work on your next one. But again, watch the movie. It's de- And then 
for those who this really resonates, this whole point of, hey, I'm going to be in my 30s soon and I haven't quite gotten to where I want to be. There's an article, I, I guess it was Business Insider earlier this year, uh, 27 people who became highly successful after 40. So whether it's Vera Wang or Stan Lee, who created the whole Marvel Universe, uh, Tony Morrison, Donald Fisher, founder of The Gap. There's so many that... Uh, Honestly, Jeff Bezos. Like, I mean, I think that everyone... He's very polarizing, but like, I mean, I, he was working at McDonald's at like my age, I think. Yeah, well, and and what he did, and tr- he ended up leaving a very successful career in finance uh, when he saw the web. But yes, uh, there's a lot of examples. You know, um, another great example, Samuel Jackson. By the time, you know, yes, he had had some bit parts as an actor, but it really was in his 40s when he got uh, started to get recognized for uh, Jungle Fever. So again, keep, you know, don't, Yes, it is a, inherently a discouraging business, but it seems like you're putting in the work. And I guess, do you ever get asked by folks that are wanting to follow your path, even though you're still building your path, uh, for any advice? And what do you say to those folks? I think I think that the way you're saying it makes it sound a little bit more exciting than it's more of like friends that like we maybe moved here together and are looking, to, you know, maybe to like help reaching out to people sure. or representations or, you know, help making videos or even like, you know, yeah. So I think it's, it's more like friends, not like people who are like, I want to be you when I grow up because like, LOL, if that's what you want, like seriously check your priorities. Um, but, um, <laughs> you're still funny. finding your way as well, yes. but yes, friends who, who really admire this or who want to start to become creators themselves what do you, you know, what sort of things do you say to them to either encourage them or, or just coach them? I think you just need to start. I think that, I think that, I mean, I found this with like my, my music even like I, I was wanting to make music and I was like, okay, I need someone to tell me it's okay to do it. And it's like, no, just do it. Just teach yourself how to do it and do it. Like I wanted to write television and I was waiting to meet the right people to get to write television. It's like, you know, I, I have a camera, I have a platform. I'm just going to start doing it. And, um, I definitely think like people are afraid that it'll be embarrassing or that people will think that they're weird. And the reality is, is like, they're going to, and they probably already do it. So if they already think you're weird, like might as well just do what you want to do. And, you know, I was like thinking about this creator who um, is a little older than me and was like in the Vine era. And I never really thought they were that funny. I never really got them. And you want to know what? Like, who cares? They live in a million dollar house. They have their dream life. They have everything they could have wished for their dream career. Who cares what I think of them? Like, good for them. And so I think that if you're someone who wants to like do anything, I mean, I, I really think like when talking about achievements, like the the best achievement is that I don't have to work in a restaurant anymore. I don't have to nanny anymore. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm free. Like, you know what I mean? I make more money than I ever did. And I don't need to have a job that doesn't have to do with what I love to do. Um, maybe I'm not doing it in the capacity. Like I want to, I want to be doing making television, but, and I'm instead I'm making ads or something like that. But like, I'm definitely enjoying my life and I, I get to pick how much I work and, um, you know, it's, those things are great. So I think that you just have to start. And then once you start, it's kind of like a karma thing. Like you're, you're paying forward for future you. 
Totally. I totally get that. And you're so like, I, 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 I love this. I'm, you know, when we, we publish this episode and share it and everything, I'm definitely going to be making a highlight clip of like, you like, just do it. And like, who cares what people think? And I just, you know, it's something I, I really relate to. Like, I remember sort of being in acting classes before and, and sort of like being in a group setting and, and almost being afraid to try because it's like, well, what if people like don't like it? Or what if people don't think I'm good? But it's like, screw it. Like, well, like if you don't try, then you're never going to know. And you're definitely not going to be good. Exactly. And like, I really hate like this thing that we have, like, it sounds like we have a similar feeling where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to care too much. I don't want to try too much. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You don't want to know what's embarrassing. What's embarrassing is not trying. Yeah. You know what's embarrassing is moving to New York and not giving it your all. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah. Like it's, you should care. Caring is not embarrassing. Try really hard. Like I want mm-hmm. everyone to know I'm trying. Like if you yeah. can tell that I'm trying, that I'm doing something right. Like, but I definitely like, I feel that pressure of like, oh my God, it's embarrassing to like go zero to a hundred or to like go all out and have everyone know what I want or like mm-hmm. how hard I'm trying. But it's like, that is not like, that's, I want, e- I want everyone to know how hard I'm trying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's also something too that's like that comes from within and like that's work that you have to do on yourself by yourself to be in a position like as an individual and you know whether that's in therapy and like go therapy I love my therapist we've been working on this or whether that's like talking to friends or talking to family members or you know just sort of like that internal dialogue with yourself you've really just got to, you know, be honest and be sort of in tune with yourself in that way so that you can then just like go out and, and, and do what you want to do. Um, and that honestly, that brings me to my last question, you know, wrapping up this conversation, which honestly, I'm so sad. I could keep going for hours on this. Um, but Caroline, where, what are your goals? What do you want? Speaking of like caring, going for it, working for it, where do you see, see yourself in five years, 10 years? Like, what's your dream? Um, okay, so, I mean, I don't want to put a time limit on myself, like, mental health-wise, but, like, definitely. Like, oh, my God, please, 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 please. <laughs> um, so, I think, like, short-term goals, I just want to, like, get more people watching my videos so that I can get, you know, maybe some more jobs or more freedom or some more attention or some, <laughs> like, you know, just, just like, that's, that's all I can do right now. You know, spend more time making things, making more music, get people to sit in my music, get people come to shows. Um, I am like trying to write, like, it's like a very new thing. So I probably shouldn't even say this, but I've decided to write like a little musical song cycle and I already, Oh my God, I, I'm obsessed. I want to pre-read it. If you need a beta reader, oh like hit me up. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, I was just like realizing that like I wrote songs that all related to each other. And I was like, Oh wait, I should try to, you know, finish this out and then just like have, like it happened without me noticing and then like pick some people to like come do it with me and like go put it on somewhere so there are like projects like that that I'm looking for but like five ten years like I loved living in New York and I you know I like I said like the Amy Polars all of those people like I want to I really want to work in television musical theater singing is like my number one love um so I would love to like make like a musical television show like um crazy ex-girlfriend with original music um I would love to like make like, you know, kind of a Donald Glover thing where he's so immersed in the comedy world, but also so immersed in the music world. Like I want like freedom to just get to create a lot of stuff and like definitely, like definitely would love to see some success and like some things like that. But I also just like, 
like I said, like the ideas just come and I just want to keep making things and I, I want to just spend like all my time right now doing that. So, um, yeah, like in five or 10 years, I would love to like get to like make a show. I mean, some of my, the people I look up to the most, like I said, like Donald Glover or like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Issa Rae, Rachel Bloom, like people who did that for themselves. Um, like even like Lil Dicky, like things like that. So that is what I hope for myself. Well, I can say, you know, you take it, this is just my opinion, you know, take it as you will, but you're, you're fully on your way. And I know I speak for both Phil and myself when I say you've got, you know, two fans sort of cheering you on. Um, and we can't wait to see all that you do, Caroline. Yeah, oh, definitely keep, definitely keep it, keep it going. And I think uh, your advice to others is exactly the same advice we should all take as well. It's, it's really, I think you're on the right path and it's just, it's week in, week out. Uh, and there's not really a lot of shortcuts. There are no overnight success stories really in stand up uh, and, and in performing, but it's coming. You're gaining an audience. You're gaining a voice. Uh, it seems like you're on the right path. Yes. I definitely have heard like so many people say the quote, I don't know who is, who said it. It's like Lauren Michaels or Steve Martin or something said an overnight success is 10 years. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, oh, so yeah. good. It's like good to know that like even those people who look like overnight successes, like they know that too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely I appreciate that, and I so appreciate you guys. Um, thank you, Caroline. Yeah, Caroline, thank you so so much for for joining us on this episode. This was a, a fabulous conversation. Like I said, I could keep like talking to you for hours about this. You know, maybe we'll we'll have to have you on again. Um, but you know, really, just a heartfelt thanks from from both Phil and myself, and and everyone in the audience. If you're not already following Caroline, make sure you go follow her. Instagram, TikTok, SoundCloud, YouTube, all the places. Um, she she's wonderful, and she will make you laugh. And she she does have the ability with some of her videos to turn your day around. So so make sure oh, you, you tune wait. in. That's so nice of you. So appreciate it. Yes, and also see her perform. Right? Uh, you want to do you want to share where you'll be performing in the next couple weeks? Well, I'm actually going out of town, so I ah. don't even know quite um but if you follow me i post it on my instagram every week so that's great that's great yeah. so follow caroline and she will be performing olivia do you want to wrap us up and yeah. as always everyone can follow us at, at creator all stars on instagram and twitter yep and make sure you subscribe to our show on colin we'll be doing more of these conversations um and just, you know, talking to people, hearing their stories and, and just, you know, making sure we, we sort of foster this community. Um, so thank you, Caroline, for joining us. Thank you to all our live listeners. Thank you to our future listeners. You're going to be listening on Colin, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you, my co-host Phil, and we will see you all next time on creator all stars.